RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The health minister says Hong Kong is preparing for the worst as the Omicron variant of COVID-19 sweeps the globe. The nation's longest space mission continues, with Taikonauts successfully completing their second spacewalk. And overseas, there's a call for richer countries to share the financial burden of climate disaster that's hitting poor states hardest. Health officials say they're preparing for the worst as they warn of another wave of COVID-19 infections. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says the highly transmissible Omicron coronavirus variant means the number of infections might surge quickly if the virus spreads in the Hong Kong community. She says authorities have stepped up measures to prevent imported cases and put in place a response plan which should bring local infections if they emerge. Before Christmas, I have uh, chaired a meeting together with the Department of Health and the Hospital Authority and of course the Food and Health Bureau together to discuss uh, and also prepare for our response plan in case you know, Omicron have an outbreak in Hong Kong. So we have uh, discussed about the prevention and pre- response plan in the direction of our capacity, obviously. Of course, it's the testing capacity, our quarantine facilities, our isolation hospital facilities, as well as uh, what if uh, Omicron really have an outbreak uh, in Hong Kong, whether we need to tighten our social distancing measures and so on. The hospital authority's chief executive, Tony Coe, said that public hospitals had made contingency plans for a community outbreak. He says hundreds of hospital beds are still available to isolate patients, adding that a temporary medical facility at the Asia World Expo on Lantau could reopen at any time. The government says its latest mobile vaccination centre in a converted cargo container will begin serving the public from Friday next week. Civil Service Minister Patrick Nip, who's in charge of Hong Kong's vaccination drive, says elderly people will find it easier to get into the centre because it has no stairs. Astronauts working aboard the country's first space station have successfully completed the second spacewalk of their mission. Wendy Wong has the details. Official media reporter the Taikonaut Ye Guangfu opened the airlock at 6.44 in the evening on Sunday and was followed out of the module by colleague Jia Ji Gang. The first woman aboard the Tiangong space station, Wang Yaping, assisted her crewmates from inside the core module. The team performed various extravehicular activities, including lifting a panoramic camera outside the station. Mr. Ye completed most of the work using a robotic arm, while Mr. Jai was responsible for observing and guiding his efforts. In their first spacewalk on November the 7th, Shenzhou 13, Mr. Jai and Ms. Wang performed the work with Mr. Ye staying inside the core module. The three-member crews arrived on October the 6th and are coming up to the halfway point in the six-month mission, the nation's longest manned space venture. The international organization Christian Aid has called for richer countries to set up a global fund to cover climate-linked losses and damage in the developing world. A new report by the charity has identified the 10 worst extreme weather events of 2021, each of which caused more than one and a half billion US dollars of damage. The BBC's Matt McGrath reports. Climate change can't be linked to every single extreme event, but scientists say that a warmer atmosphere holds more moisture, and that leads to more intense storms, such as the floods that caused huge financial damage in Europe in July. Poorer regions pay a different price. Hundreds of thousands of people were displaced by flooding in South Sudan this year, highlighting the costs in human misery. 
The authors say extreme events linked to climate change will continue to be a major burden in the years ahead. The number of flights cancelled worldwide over the Christmas weekend because of the Omicron COVID variant has climbed above 7,000. Across Europe, many of the cancellations are due to travel bans. The United States has been particularly badly hit. Simon Calder is a travel journalist. Worst affected airlines are Delta and JetBlue, but American, Allegiant and Southwest also badly hit along with United. And they are effectively saying we haven't got enough staff because they're all off isolating because of the Omicron variant. And out of the weather, the cold weather warning is still in effect. Cold and cloudy with a few rain patches. The maximum temperature will be around 12 degrees. Fresh northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground at first. The outlook, it'll remain cold tomorrow morning and the weather will be brighter during the day. The temperature now is 15 degrees Celsius with humidity at 73%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. A week of events is taking place in South Africa to commemorate the life of the anti-apartheid leader Desmond Tutu, who has died at the age of 90. These will include a lying-in state. The funeral of the former archbishop will be held on New Year's Day in Cape Town. The mayor of Cape Town is Jordan Hill-Lewis. Even those of us relative youngsters who never had the pleasure of and privilege of meeting the arch like myself feel deeply touched, impacted, blessed by his life, by his example, by his message over so many decades, which was conveyed to us in so many wonderful, heartwarming, outreaching ways. The human rights group, uh, the campaign group Human Rights Watch has criticized new Taliban guidance that women in Afghanistan shouldn't travel more than a short distance unless accompanied by a male relative. It said the new rule moved further towards making women prisoners by shutting off opportunities to move freely. Wazma Froag, a prominent Afghan women's rights activist, said she wasn't surprised by the latest ruling. I have not seen any international or any foreign diplomat engaging with the Taliban on what are their conditions. All these foreign delegations that come to Kabul, you know, they don't even meet Afghan women because they are afraid of the Taliban. The UN agencies try to ask their female staff to stay at home so that the Taliban don't get angry. Whatever we have seen from the UK, Europe, US administration so far is really kind of giving in to the Taliban. Two dams have collapsed in northeastern Brazil, bringing further severe flooding to the state of Bahia after weeks of heavy rain. The authorities were forced to evacuate residents near the Igua Dam in southern Bahia on Saturday night. Yesterday morning, rising waters overwhelmed another dam. The governor of Bahia, Rui Castro, said at least 400,000 people had been affected by the flooding, which has killed at least 17 people. I've seen a lot of videos of people putting themselves at risk in order to save other more vulnerable people, including the elderly and children. They're in the water up to their necks using floats. That fight, that union for life, we'll use it to reconstruct. The region has been hit by record rainfall through December. In coastal areas, emergency teams have been rescuing people trapped in homes now largely underwater. A protest has been held in the Mexican town of Ayotzinapa to demand justice for 43 students who disappeared seven years ago after attending a demonstration. Their charred remains were later found in a stream. Blanca Luz Navarre explained why she was there. 
The government needs to understand this clearly. As a mother, I will not stop fighting. There is no pandemic that can stop us. We will keep going because we love our children. We will stay on the streets fighting until we know the truth. In sport, and a COVID-19 scare delayed the start of play on the second day of the third Ashes Test in Melbourne. Two support staff and two family members of the England players tested positive, meaning the team had to take rapid antigen tests before they could take the field. Once play resumed, things were a little smoother for England, who took three early wickets to leave Australia 131 for four in their first innings at lunch after the tourists fell for 185 on day one. In football, Tottenham are still unbeaten under new manager Antonio Conte and are up to fifth in the Premier League after a 3-0 win at home to Crystal Palace, who had Wilfried Zaha dismissed for a second yellow card late in the first half. Harry Kane, Lucas Moura and Son Heung-min were Tottenham scorers, helping Spurs move above West Ham, who lost 3-2 at home to Tottenham's next opponents, Southampton. Here's Conte. For sure we could uh, score more. A lot of positive things uh, after this game, but we had to know that... Uh, in today's we have uh, to play against uh, a, a team very strong, like Southampton, and now we have to recover and then to make the best decision for the start 11, because it won't be easy for us, but it won't be easy for, uh, uh, for other teams uh, to, to play after today's. There were also wins overnight for Premier League leaders Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea and Brighton. Newcastle host Manchester United overnight. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The health minister says Hong Kong is preparing for the worst as the Omicron variant of COVID-19 sweeps the globe. The nation's longest space mission continues, with Taikonauts successfully completing their second spacewalk. And overseas, there's a call for richer countries to share the financial burden of climate disaster that's hitting poor states hardest. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. Cheers, Barry. Good afternoon, this is The Morning Brew, continuing through until 2 o'clock with James Ross. Yeah. Uh-huh.